Brewster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. This is not about politicizing anything. That is not true. White House spokesperson Gringin Pierre denies last Monday's FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago's Politico while the DOJ is seeking to keep the affidavit under seal. Former President Trump wants it unsealed. Illegal migrants from Texas will be housed at a luxury hotel in New York City's Times Square. A $15,000 reward being offered now for the killers of a yellow taxi cab driver. Congestion pricing could hit the Bronx hard. An MTA study predicts drivers hoping to steer clear of the extra tolls would flood the Cross Bronx Expressway. Middle-class Americans will pay $20 billion more in taxes under the Biden administration's renamed Inflation Reduction Act. The U.S. Justice Department lawyers on Monday asked the judge who approved the search warrant for former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate to keep the accompanying affidavit under seal. The DOJ citing a need to protect witnesses and the ongoing investigation. Former President Trump called the immediate release of the completely unredacted Mar-a-Lago affidavit in a late-night post on Truth Social in the interests of transparency. Trump also wants Judge Bruce Reinhart, an Obama appointee, recused. VP Kamala Harris commented on the raid, despite the White House saying it wouldn't speak on the case. Well, as a former prosecutor, I will tell you, I don't speak about anybody else's case. (laughs) But I have full confidence that... The Department of Justice will do what the facts and the law require. And any so-called leader who engages in rhetoric um, that in any way suggests that that law enforcement should be exposed to that kind of danger is irresponsible and can result in dangerous activities. Trump allies at Capitol Hill and elsewhere have been clamoring for the Justice Department to unseal the affidavit. A luxury hotel, The Row, in Times Square in New York City will become a shelter for as many as 600 migrant families bussed from Texas by Governor Greg Abbott. As Abbott seeks to highlight the Biden administration's lax border policies, leading to record numbers of migrants pouring across the U.S.-Mexico border. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Well, first, we are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, That is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Part of the hotel will be converted to an intake center designed to house the migrants at a cost of more than $400 a night. The New York State Federation of Taxi Drivers offering a $15,000 reward for information leading to the arrests of the suspects wanted in the killing of yellow cab driver in Queens. Kutin Gaima of the Bronx knocked to the ground near Beach 54th in the Rockways, fatally hitting his head, chased by a group of fare beaters. Fernando Mateo is a spokesperson for the New York State Federation of Taxi Drivers. He spoke to ABC 7 Eyewitness News. It was probably the first person that he picked up. And guess what? It was the last person that he picked up <laughs> because his life was taken away. For what? For money? It was taken away for money. That's what it all boils down to. Gaima died at a hospital. He was a father of four. 
Congestion pricing could lead to drivers flooding the Cross Bronx Expressway as drivers steer clear of tolls, leading to congestion and pollution. An MTA study finds congestion pricing would result in some 4,000 additional vehicles on the Cross Bronx. Representative Richie Torres of the Bronx spoke to New York One. He's voicing increased skepticism. The cruel irony of congestion pricing is that it would lead to more congestion in the Bronx. And that was the opposite of what we were promised. The MTA holding hearings this month for the public to weigh in on a first-in-the-nation toll the MTA expects to be in place by early 2024. The Inflation Reduction Act sent to President Biden's desk will end up forcing working-class Americans to pay billions of dollars in new taxes, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre appeared on ABC News. We've actually addressed this, this, the CBO. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from, remember how we're doing this, too. It's, it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are, pairing, are paying their fair share, making sure that, it's, that the tax code is a little bit more fair. And President Biden expected to sign the total $740 billion package today. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Mostly sunny or high 77 light winds. The overnight low 68. Mostly sunny day tomorrow. The high 76. Uh, just a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms pretty much mid to late afternoon. Right now, 66 degrees. Mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. The U.S. Justice Department seized items protected by attorney-client privilege. And outside the scope of the warrant in the FBI's raid at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, the department was making plans last night to return Trump's passports, three of them, and has also alerted defense lawyers. The FBI may have obtained materials covered by various privileges that will be returned in the next two weeks, two sources told Just the News. Here's former acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker. If I was Attorney General, I think the decision to raid a former president's home is the most grave decision that could be made. And I just don't see the exigent circumstances that require Mm. this step from a law enforcement perspective. The DOJ has designated a process for separating materials that could be covered by executive privilege or attorney-client privilege, according to sources who spoke with Just the News. The sources spoke only on the condition of anonymity because the communications between the two sides are confidential. The revelation came as Trump's lawyers are talking about whether to go to court to demand a special legal officer be designated to review Trump evidence that was seized that was outside the scope of the warrant. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham will have to testify before a Fulton County grand jury who's investigating former President Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. A federal judge in Atlanta denied Senator Graham's motion to quash a subpoena, ruling that he must testify. Last Tuesday, a Superior Court of Fulton County judge ordered Trump's former attorney in 77 WABCO's Rudy Giuliani to appear in front of the special grand jury this week. And Giuliani spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. Well, we can start with that. I, I should tell people I was his attorney in that proceeding. I never appeared as anything else but his attorney. So this is a rather uh, similar kind of situation to what we've been seeing, which is a complete distortion of the Constitution. Graham is set to appear as a witness in Atlanta in front of the special grand jury on August 23rd. 
There's a special election in Alaska today. Sarah Palin may be headed back to Washington, D.C. The former vice presidential candidate is running for the seat formerly held by the late long-term Congressman Don Young. Ranked choice voting in play here. The three candidates are Palin, the former Alaska governor, Republican Nick Bejic, the third, a businessman and former GOP aide, and Democratic State Representative Mary Poltola. Palin on Newsmax said she'd be honored to serve. If I were asked to serve in in the House um, and take his place, I would be humbled and honored, and I would. Yeah, in a heartbeat, I would. Young served for some 50 years before his sudden death, and the winner of the special U.S. House race will not be known for at least two weeks, though. That's because the Division of Elections must count every ballot. The division can accept ballots mailed from overseas voters until August 31st, and the division expects to actually certify election results on September 2nd. An effort to recall a Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon from office has failed to collect enough valid signatures to be placed on the ballot, according to county officials. They revealed this Monday the county clerk's office said, well, Organizers submitted more than 715,000 signatures to get that measure on the ballot. Only 520,000 were actually found to be valid, falling short by some 47,000 signatures. Here's L.A. Deputy D.A. John Hatami. He spoke to ABC7. That is a large amount of duplicates and a large amount of unregistered voters. And so that doesn't seem like it would, it would take into account like looking at signatures. And so I have to trust the process. If I saw evidence that I thought something was shady or or out of the norm, I'd say something. I haven't seen anything. And the county said more than 195,000 signatures were found to be invalid for reasons such as a person signing does not live in the county or is not a registered voter. Almost 44,000 signatures found to be duplicates as well. Loran on Monday denied any link with the attacker of British author Salman Rushdie, but blamed the writer himself for insulting Islam in the novel The Satanic Verses. The 75-year-old Rushdie attacked on stage during a literary event Friday in upstate New York. State Department spokesperson Ned Price slammed Iran's response to the stabbing. Salman Rushdie has been under threat for decades now, uh, and it is no secret that the Iranian regime Uh, has been central uh, to the threats against his life over the course of years now. Rushdie's agent, Andrew Wiley, said Sunday that Rushdie was on the road to recovery after being taken off of the ventilator, although he could lose an eye as a result of that stabbing. 24-year-old Hattie Matter from New Jersey was wrestled to the ground by staff and audience members before being taken into police custody. He was later arraigned in court and pleaded not guilty to attempted murder charges. Alec Baldwin's Russet shooting has been ruled an accident by New Mexico's Office of the Medical Investigator after the completion of cinematographer Helena Hutchins' autopsy and review of law enforcement reports from the fatal incident last October. The medical investigator's report was made public Monday by the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office in addition to FBI records collected from the weapon and ammunition used on the set Following that shooting, it's unclear, though, if Baldwin will still face any criminal charges with his lawyers calling the shooting a tragic accident. 77 WABC time check coming up on 515. Time to head over to Justin Ella for your update on sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ella here with the early news sports update. 
It was a rough night for New York baseball squads as the Mets and Yankees scored one collective run in their respective contests. We'll start with the Yankees because they're easy at this point. Countless opportunities to bring in runs against the visiting Rays, squandered by terrible at-bats, paired with a stellar pitching performance from Garrett Cole that ended up being completely worthless because, simply put, the Yankees can't hit. They need something, anything, to pump some life into this offense because nobody, including Aaron Judge at this point, is picking up any slack. One to nothing is your final score from the Bronx as Cole goes six dominant innings, allowing just one, allowing just the one run on five hits. Game two against Tampa is scheduled for tonight at 7.05 with Nestor Cortez set to go up against Tampa's Jeffrey Springs. As for the Mets, they can't win every night, apparently, but they chose an interesting time to work in a 13-1 loss as they kicked off a ginormous four-game set in Atlanta against the NLE's second-place Raves. Uh, Braves, excuse me. William Contreras, uh, William Contreras and Eddie Rosario back-to-back home runs off Mets starter Carlos Carrasco in the second inning, and Ronald Acuna doubled doubled three times with three RBI to boot and route to the blowout win with the loss. New York's NLE's first-place lead tightens to four and a half games over the Braves as Game Two of the series. We'll see Taiwan Walker grab the hill against Atlanta's Charlie Morton tonight at 7:20 p.m. Eastern Time. More drama coming out of the golf world yesterday as well as Tiger Woods is scheduled to meet with several of the top golfers in the world today in an effort to rally support around the PGA Tour and its ongoing battle with the rival LIB Golf Series. The meeting is set to take place at the BMW Championship in Wilmington, Delaware, host of the second FedEx Cup playoff event that begins Thursday. Quote, it's a meeting to get the top 20 players in the world on the same page on how we can continue to make the PGA Tour the best product in professional golf. And quote, a player who was invited to the meeting told ESPN on Monday. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Well, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high 77, winds to 11 miles per hour. The overnight low 68, mostly sunny tomorrow the high 76. Slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm mid to late afternoon, just 20%. Right now, 66 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. The S&P headed toward another winning week. Walmart headlines today's retail earnings reports. Warner Brothers Discovery making HBO cuts. Those stories next. Investors looking to build on Monday's positive start. All three indexes higher. The S&P and the NASDAQ both riding for weak winning streaks. A big week of retail earnings starts with Walmart after the opening bell. Wall Street is forecasting a 10% decline in earnings and a 7% revenue increase year over year. Last month, Walmart cut its second quarter and full year guidance saying food and fuel costs hurting consumer spending. Investors looking for a more positive outlook with today's update. Home Depot reports earnings for the second quarter, typically the strongest quarter for wholesale building retailers. Wall Street's target, 9% overall growth, as Home Depot has topped quarterly earnings targets since the first quarter of 2020. HBO parent Warner Brothers Discovery cutting 14% of its workforce, mostly in the HBO Max offices, the company combining HBO Max and Discovery Plus services next year. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning down the red down 15 points at 33,858. S&P down six and a quarter. The Nasdaq's dropped 20 and a half points. Gold down $8.30 an ounce at $1,789.90. Crude oil down $0.63 cents a barrel this morning, $88.78 a barrel.
Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, the Long Island Railroad, the LIRR on track to complete its current expansion project. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. A new third track in the LIRR is now carrying passengers following years of planning. There were major station upgrades on the first open stretch of track between Floral Park and Marillon Avenue. MTA CEO John Lieber. Third track proves that we are delivering projects at the MTA differently than in the past. As our motto goes, faster, better, cheaper. This project is proving it. The 10-mile span of the third track is set for completion later this fall and is expected to free up congestion on tracks, leading to Jamaica Station and increasing capacity by at least 50%. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Well, another busload of migrants from Texas arrived at New York City's Port Authority yesterday morning. New York City's Commissioner of Immigrant Affairs, whose Manuel Castro shook the hands of migrants, an estimated 52 people arriving yesterday. Meanwhile, Long Island Congressman and New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin spoke about the migrant crisis on Bernie and Sid in the morning yesterday. I believe that we need people like our our governor and our mayor and others from across the country to be increasing the heat on the Biden administration to actually lead and to shut this down at the border. Our nation's backbone is our rule of law. And right now, from what we're seeing on our border to what was just executed down at Mar-a-Lago is an erosion of our rule of law and erosion of our backbone. Speaking with reporters after these migrants arrived yesterday at the Port Authority, Castro stressed that New York City is intentionally not collecting any immigration data from the migrants. He said the bus company chartered by the state of Texas signed a non-disclosure agreement and is therefore not communicating with New York City officials regarding expected arrival times. Tragedy in the Bronx. A four-year-old boy riding an allegedly stolen motorized scooter with his father was killed when they collided with a car driven by an unlicensed driver in the Bronx Sunday night. Happened about 9.20 p.m. in the vicinity of 193rd Street and Bailey Avenue in the Kingsbridge Heights section as a Toyota sedan and that scooter were both turning onto 193rd Street. Police said this boy, Mario Rosario Jr., was on the scooter with his father, Mario Rosario Sr., Genesis Nunez told ABC7 she was at the park when she heard the crash. When I got to the scene, all I see is everybody trying to lift the car up. And the smallest chance I could, trust me, I, I dragged the baby out. I had to drag him out. And right there, I called 911. And the boy suffered head injuries, pronounced dead at St. Barnabas Hospital. A damaged helmet was found next to the suitor. It is unclear if either the boy or the father was wearing that helmet. The child's 24-year-old father charged with Endangering the welfare of a child and criminal possession of stolen property. The driver of that uh, sedan, according to the NYPD, identified as 52-year-old William Baez of the Bronx, stayed at the scene. He was charged with driving with a suspended license. A teen was slashed in the stomach during a clash with an apparent stranger in midtown Manhattan, according to police. The 19-year-old victim was walking with a group of friends at 5th Avenue and East 52nd Street about 5 p.m. Sunday. Police say he got into some kind of a dispute with another person who slashed him in his torso. The attack happened outside the high-end retailer Salvatore Ferragamo's Midtown location, just blocks from St. Patrick's Cathedral and Rockefeller Center. The teen taken to Wheel Cornell Medical Center, where he was last listed in stable condition. So far, no arrests in that case. 
A once prominent neurologist convicted last month of sexually abusing patients killed himself Monday at Rikers Island Jail, according to two people familiar with the matter. 68-year-old Dr. Ricardo Cruciani was found unresponsive in a shower area at the Eric M. Taylor Center, a jail at the Rikers Island Complex, according to officials not authorized to speak publicly. Cruciano's lawyer, Frederick Sosinski, confirmed in a statement that his client had died, but not the manner of death. Sosinski called for an immediate and objective investigation into the circumstances of Cruciani's death, including whether or not jail officials actually complied with a court order at the time of his conviction to place his client in protective custody and under suicide watch. Cruciani died while awaiting sentencing next month in a New York State case in which he was convicted of 12 counts, including predatory sexual assault, rape, and sex abuse, and acquitted on two other counts. He faced up to life in prison. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York is endorsing Democratic Representative Jerry Nadler in his contentious primary contest with another veteran U.S. House member from New York, Carolyn Maloney. Schumer said in a statement that New York has a lot of outstanding leaders, but few of them lead with the courage, conviction, and brilliant legislative effectiveness that Nadler has. He called Nadler a critical partner who was on the right issues years before so many others. Maloney spoke to... It doesn't surprise me. The old boys' network is very, very close, and they support each other. Uh, And we know that women are very underrepresented in Congress. Uh, We're 51% of the population. And Carolyn Maloney there, she spoke to New York One about Schumer's decision. The 75-year-old Nadler and the 76-year-old Maloney have each represented Manhattan area districts in Congress for some 30 years. Their Upper West Side and Upper East Side districts were drawn together under new redistricting maps, and they face each other in the August 23rd primary. Oh, that is video there, which has gone viral of a man actually wrestling with a shark on a New York beach, and uh, especially amid record-setting shark sightings, attacks, and beach closings. This has sparked special interest since it happened Sunday morning, according to a videographer at Smith Point County Park. That's in Shirley out on Long Island. You can hear spectators screaming in terror during the struggle between uh, the man-eater and the man. The footage shows this unidentified guy pulling the tail of what is believed to be a sand tiger shark. The species likes shallow waters near shore and bothers people only when people bother them at first, according to National Geographic Kids. In this video appears a shark tries to escape the man's grasp. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny, our high 77, light winds to 11 miles per hour, the overnight low 68, partly cloudy skies, mostly sunny tomorrow, the high 76, 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms pretty much mid to late afternoon tomorrow. Right now, 69 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple and in studio, Sid Rosenberg, Justin Ellick, executive producer extraordinaire. What have you got for today's show? Big um, lineup. Yeah, we got a big lineup coming at you. Um, Sid just alone today. Bernie taking the day. 
Uh, bottom of each hour, you don't want to miss the clip of the day. We got a big Elvis special coming up to honor the king and king of rock and roll on the day of his death. Music Radio 77 WABC and the Archive present a tribute to Elvis with WABC audio and exclusive commentary. So that'll be great. And then uh, 9.40 a.m. we'll play the Beat Sid uh, version of the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie Contest. And then, of course, 8.25 a.m. Lydia reports. Lydia Serrani will be joining us. 7.40 a.m. The great Bo Deedle, as he does every Tuesday, will be coming on the program. 8.40 a.m., Dr. Nicole Sapphire coming on to uh, give us a rundown of this monkeypox stuff. And then uh, 9.25 a.m., Dove Hyken coming on uh, to talk about, obviously, the um, terrible attack going on in Jerusalem. So uh, we're ready to go. A couple of minutes. All right. You don't want to miss it. Uh, coming up at 6 o'clock, uh, burning out today. Sid's here. Uh, sipping his coffee. He's ready to go. Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Be back with us for the 77 Early news tomorrow morning at 5. Stay tuned.